if you could tell me what did you have for breakfast this morning uh what did i well to be honest I, what was it it was um it was shredded wheat uh like raisiny shredded wheat things but i was annoyed because we'd run out of muesli so um yeah i was very annoyed with that <laughs> Welcome to Music on Your Own Terms, the podcast that aims to help musicians develop an entrepreneurial mindset through interviews, as well as discussing resources, concepts, successes, and more. Providing a platform to talk about negative emotions such as anxiety and depression in order to help overcome them in the context of music and reduce the social stigma. This is episode 76. Sponsored by the Skinny Armadillo Printing Company in Fort Worth, Texas, offering screen printing, embroidery, laser engraving, and a range of other services. Go to theskinnyarmadillo.com to learn how they can help you get your merch business to the next level. I'd really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes, because that really helps the podcast get in front of more people just like you who want to learn from the successes, strategies, and failures of artists and entrepreneurs that I talk to. I really feel that the information coming from those guests is exceedingly valuable for the musicians community and anyone wanting to pick up tips from other people's experiences. Joining me on the podcast once again from episode 8 is none other than my good friend James Dand. We recorded this episode a little while ago prior to the release of his triple album, which I'm happy to report was released a few days before this episode airs. James gives some really great insight into the making of the album, including working with over 20 contributors, the logistics of legal agreements, and the sessions themselves. We also discuss James's release strategy and dig into the royalty agreements for various governing bodies around the world. Also, as an exclusive bonus, at the end of the episode, we hear the track Hero's Journey that not only I contributed guitar to, but also features Hal Eisenberg on drums, who I had the pleasure of talking to recently, and we will hear from in an upcoming episode. To go along with the launch of his triple album, James has graciously created an ebook to help you set up and work through all aspects of creating and completing a collaborative project of your own. I also contributed to this resource, and I think it contains a great deal of information that will be really useful for artists creating a project while working with various other creatives and business people. To get your free copy of A Musician's Guide to Collaborative Projects, go to the special link in the show notes, enter your email address, and download it now. The link will also be available on the main Music on Your Own Terms website. In keeping with the spirit of this episode, I'm not going to focus on any negative current events, except to say it is imperative you keep researching and vetting the information that's being fed by news outlets and social media posts. Take time to consider information on a logical level and analyze the possible motivations behind what is being said. Mindset and self-improvement is paramount to improving society and the general world we live in. The more positivity and living life with integrity, gratitude, and compassion, the more influence will radiate out to your circle of influence and lead people to follow suit. Once again, I will reiterate, be the change you want to see in the world. Here's my interview with James Dand. 
Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I am joined once again by James Dand. Uh, we're going to catch up with him. He was on episode eight way back in, I think it was January uh, 2019. Uh, welcome, and how have you been? Yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you for having me back, Simon. It's uh, The world has certainly changed a bit since uh, we last spoke. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we, we talked about in the last episode, you... Uh, working on a, a, a project, a, an album of uh, songs you've written. Um, you know, I'm part of that, so it's it's really good to, to talk about the completion of it. Um, but before we get into that, could you just uh, give people an update of, uh, you know, what you've been doing for the past year and a half, um, you know, professionally? I think, were you still working a, a full-time job back when we talked last wasn't wasn't full time. It was part time. Okay. Yeah. So I still actually do um, a couple of days at, at, a, at a college. Okay. Yeah. So working um, as a lecturer at a college. Uh, so I do that. But apart from that, yeah, I've 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 done a few different things. So I've I've actually worked uh, coaching some musicians. Uh, I have been creating some songs specifically for. Uh, trainers and events you know if they've wanted like a, a themed song that they can come on to or get the participants at the events dancing to you know so I've done some things like that I'm a speaker myself so I think probably since we spoke last I've actually uh, spoken in uh, Zurich in Switzerland which was really good and uh, a few in the UK as well and I've actually also become an Amazon uh, best-selling author. I was oh. uh, privileged enough to... It was. It, it's funny, actually. It was a very similar project, yeah. a book project, a very similar project to what we're doing with the music in terms of it's followed a similar timeline, in actual fact, and it's involved lots of different people coming together to create a book. So it's a personal development book, and I wrote a chapter for that on courage. Uh, and thankfully, we got to um, a number one in a certain category on Amazon. So oh, that was really nice as well. So, yeah, it's been quite a few things. Thank you. Yeah, and what, what's the book called? Because I, 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 I did see a couple of things, but I haven't really uh, dug into it yet. Yeah, it's called Where's My Lemonade? Oh, that's and right. basically, it's about, you know, the tagline is something, when life gives you lemons... And you're saying, you know, where's the lemonade? Um, so the, the book is all about giving some... It Well, what it actually is, it's all the authors tell their story. Okay. They'll tell you their ups and downs, their highs and lows. And they'll tell you, they'll give you advice on how they've got through their story and giving sort of practical tips. So I think there's, you know, something for everyone within that book. Fantastic. Yeah, I'll definitely have to uh, pick up a copy and check that out. Um, and obviously we'll, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes for that. Um, so what, what is your, um, speaking, uh, gigs primarily about? Yeah. So I primarily, well, there's a couple of things I, I can speak about. So I've, I've spoken about the use of music because I do a lot of work with other businesses, a lot of networking. I've spoken about the use of music for businesses. So if you think about, you know, when you walk into a shop, there's often music playing and research has shown that the, the type of music will affect people's perception of that shop right? and, and how they kind of see that the products, whether they're seen to be, you know, fresh and new and cool or, you know, anything like that. So I've, I've sort of done talks uh, based around how music can help entrepreneurs or businesses or companies in various ways. And a lot of the talks I do is about personal development and mindset because 
I've been, I suppose, on, on, on a journey, if you like, for the last few years uh, where I've really improved my mindset. I've built up my self-esteem, built up my belief in myself. So I now uh, talk and, and help other people on, on their own self-esteem and, and mindset. Fantastic. <laughs> I I want, I'm, I'm sorry I don't want to interrupt, but when you were talking about when you walk into a shop and the type of music playing, the first thing that came mm. into my head was, you know, like a, a, a thrift store with a couple of elderly, you know, women running the thrift store and it's all, you know, clothes and stuff and just like death metal playing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that would be kind of like a psychological experiment, but... I I may, I may or may it. not and, leave that in the podcast, but it, it just and, like and, and, it was quite funny. That just popped into my head for for no reason. Th- that's the thing about music, though, isn't it? You know, it, it's like music in a film. You know, the music oh, often yeah. makes that climatic scene. But of course, if potentially if they get the music wrong, then you know it creates a different feeling to what is actually desired. So yeah, music's yeah. really powerful. Totally. So um. The other thing I just wanted to ask is how is your speaking and your, you know, obviously you, you work at a uh, college as well. Um, how has that been affected by the, uh, the COVID pandemic and, you know, how have you pivoted from that? Yeah. I mean, you know, live speaking, it certainly has been affected. So I had uh, quite a few speaking gigs set up, arranged where I was, I was speaking around the UK and, you know, they've they've just been cancelled, unfortunately. Uh, the odd one of those has then gone online. But I, I think certainly musicians can probably relate to this. Online is OK, but it's not quite the same as live, you know. And I imagine there'll be lots of musicians out there or people who are into music can relate to that. You know, if, you, if you're at a live gig, it's the experience of it. It's not just the, the technicality of it. Uh, it's the actual whole experience and the emotions of it. And, and that's what I really miss, actually, from the live speaking. So, yes, it, it has been affected. Uh, I'm really, you know, at the start of 2020, I was working on my business plan and I really did a lot of soul searching. And I really realized, you know, the real two things I love are the music, the writing the songs or performing the, the music and and speaking. So it's actually all kind of performing and and that's why, you know, I was looking to do a lot more speaking gigs. But, yeah, they, they have been thrown on a back burner at the minute, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for that. Um, so, yeah, let's dig into the album. Um, so what is it called? Who? What is it about? And who is it for? Yeah, so the album is called Empowerment Songs. And basically, it's an album. It's actually a triple album. So there's 31 songs that I've written. And they're in different genres. There's some pop stuff. There's some rock stuff. Uh, there's some ballads in there. There's, you know, a few things. There's a sort of country-ish sounding song. But the theme behind the album is all about personal development. So the songs obviously have different different lyrics with, with different, you know, themes within personal development. But it's all about you are good enough. You can overcome your fears. You know, there's a, a song about gratitude in there. You know, a song called Shine a Light is about you shining your light in the world and doing what you want to do and becoming who you want to become. So that's really what the album is about. So it's, yeah, it's kind of geared towards anyone, apart from, you know, those people who enjoy the music. It's sort of geared towards people who want a bit of motivation, want a bit of inspiration, want a bit of positivity, which is probably quite needed under the uh, mm. present 
you know, situation that we're faced with, with COVID. Um, it's those people who are looking to sort of grow and develop themselves. Yeah. So let's dig into how, how it got started and, you know, what, what was the impetus of, of, you know, creating this? And, and also what I want to know is, is did, did you intend it to be a three, a three disc album? Good question. And the answer to that is no. So (laughs) yeah, it started with an idea. So just to give a little bit of background, I, I decided to pursue music again. You know, I was in a, a managerial post and, and it just wasn't fulfilling me. So I stepped down for that. I'd made the commitment to pursue music. But originally, my intention was just to go through the main music industry. But I started to be pulled towards writing something that really came from my heart and soul and meant something to me. And this was this whole theme of personal development because I had developed myself. And I thought, well, there's got to be other people out there who are looking for this type of stuff. You know, there's a lot of people, for example, they'll read a motivational quote on social media. And that quote could actually change the direction of their life. You know, I'm not saying quotes or everything, but it could change the direction of their life. So I thought, well, music potentially has the power to do that as well. So I came up with the idea. But then I said, well, I, I can sing, but I don't class myself as an absolute excellent singer. So what I want to do is I want to involve other people because there's got to be other people out there who are looking for that opportunity to collaborate. So I started on the search for other singers. There was a few people I know. A couple of people have joined me on the album. Other people have declined or maybe couldn't do it for whatever reason. But it started to snowball out. So I asked people, so who do you know that mm-hmm. is you know, a singer who would be a good fit? And it started to snowball out. And be, before I realized it, because I had a bit of a batch of songs, but before I realized it, I had quite a few people interested and I realized I had to write a few more songs. And it, it just kind of turned into a triple album. Then what sort of happened is inevitably some people who show interest don't actually follow through. So then it kind of slowed things down because I did then have to go on the search again to try and find people uh, to, you know, to make this a triple album. I'd kind of committed by then Mm. and I'd said, right, this is going to be a triple album. I'd kind of made the commitment. So then I had to find some more people. But, yeah, that's really the the uh, pathway that it took. Awesome. And then when you, um, you know, when, when you started to go through the process of recording parts, I mean, uh, presumably, I mean, even the, the parts that I was involved in, you know, there's a lot of back and forth, um, you know, how challenging was it to manage, you know, that many people, that many songs, that many different parts, because obviously there's, you know, multiple instruments that you got to figure out, like, and, and then you've got someone to mix, produce, all that stuff i mean like how like uh what was the final count of musicians producers and mixes and all that stuff that have been involved and, and artists for the artwork you know how many people have been yeah. involved in it absolutely great question i i wish i could say it was easy mm-hmm. and, it, and it hasn't been easy but of course this is a big project you know involving so we've got over 20 contributors as musicians singers etc uh, producers so it's over 20 it's between uh, 20 and 25 um not all from the uk mm-hmm. obviously so uh, we've got yourself simon from the us someone else Hal from the us as well a few people from europe and a couple of people dotted around so 
it has been challenging. I think in my naivety, I didn't take into consideration how long the process would be. I think with a lot of things, we often think that things will be quicker and easier uh, than they actually turn out to be. Mm. So it has been a challenge. You know, it has required a bit of resiliency um, and, and also, I suppose, in the end, just a little bit of faith just to go with it because I started to get quite frustrated with the length of time it was taken. Mm. Um, I had a baby boy as well. My wife had a baby boy, so that slowed things down. You know, all these things happening, these normal life things. But you sort of have to just then release it a little bit and just go with the flow and, and believe in divine timing. It'll be, you know, when it's done, it'll be done. Um, but yeah, you know, simple things like going to and fro with songs, you know, simple things like, yeah, you know, I like that. Can you change that? Can you take that, that bass up in volume a little bit? It's amazing how much time that has actually mm -hmm. taken. So this is certainly, you know, something for people who are considering doing a project like this. Obviously, the more people you get involved, the more songs there are, the longer it will take. Absolutely. And then I, the one thing I just did want to dig into is a, a little bit was um, you, you did spend a lot of time with like the legal agreements and, and you know, contracts. Mm. I mean, how important was that for you, given the number of people involved? Um you know, I, I, I personally, I think that's a very important thing to for a band, even if it's just a couple of people to do anyway, get the stuff on paper yes. and make sure, you know, you don't have the headaches when, you know, when and if you get really big. But like, how was yeah. that for you? What was the impetus of, of creating those agreements and sticking to those? And if you could talk to that. I think it, I think it was very important. And I think, I think actually there's kind of, two main reasons for this one is obviously the legal side mm. and i'm sure if you're listening to this podcast and have an interest in music you know that there have been over time there have been lots of legal disputes based around music you know who contributed to what so i think you've got to do a bit of research you, you've got to make sure that you are covered whoever you are whether you're a session musician or you know the songwriter whatever do the research make sure you're covered so it's very important to me to have contracts in place for me but also for the contributors as well because again what i wanted to try and do was be as transparent as possible to say well you know this is how it's going to work if this isn't right for you then so be it that's fine but you know this is the way we're working um this is what i'm going to do for you this is what you're, you're going to do for me you know these were the agreements so there's there's that side of things and then the second side i think what it does is it qualifies people so what i mean by that is there might be someone who oh yeah i might i might give that project to go yeah i'll do it and you put the paperwork in front of them and it's like oh no actually i don't want, want to do that now of course if they've got a genuine fear because i you know i admit i don't like a lot of paperwork hmm. it, it scares me sometimes i would obviously help them through it right. because I, I don't want them to be put off by that but what i think it did do was it maybe got rid of just some of the people who, who might have messed me around. And mm. I think, again, this is a, a great piece of advice for anyone, well, anyone who's looking to set up a band, let alone a big project, you know, you want to make sure that you're a right fit for each other. So I think by having the paperwork and being very clear on, on you know, all those agreements, you start to hopefully get the people who are right fit for you and therefore you're going to work a lot more effectively together. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Great, great advice. Um, yeah, so 
now you've you you're reaching the end of the project and it's almost ready to be released um what what are your lessons learned you know the pros and cons you know if you could speak to that yes yeah, so many lessons so <laughs> many lessons so <laughs> where do i start uh yeah i mean there's there's a few things i'm just looking down because I'd, I'd sort of written a couple of notes on this because because I, I, I wanted to say these things one was about the administration it was about the contact uh, the the, um, the the contracts and things like that very important to have those I think um, you know I talk about mindset I think if you're going to do a magic uh, sorry a massive project like this because it is a, a big project I think you need to ensure that your mindset is going to be good enough to cope with it. Uh. For example, there's been several occasions where I faced rejection. So it could be rejection from people who have said they're interested. They've even signed the paperwork and then they drop out. You've got to be prepared for that. You've got to be resilient with those ups and downs. And you've just got to have a bit of faith that things will work out. And it doesn't actually mean that you have to have every single thing planned because a lot of people procrastinate getting started. Mm. So when what I did, I had the idea, I had the vision and I got started. And that was important because, to be honest, I could still be thinking about it now. But I got started. I didn't know everyone that was going to be on it. And I said, who do you know that does this? And I, I seeked advice from people and you learn things as you go along. Of course, there are disadvantages to that as well, but it's never going to be perfect. So I think you just need to have that bit of faith, have that resiliency. I think mindset is of key importance there. The other thing to think about is, and I know, I know, you know, you're you're quite um, knowledgeable on on all of this, Simon, as well. Is how are you looking to promote it and sell it? You know, is it going to, where is it going to be available? Is it going to be available across all streaming services? Is it going to be available from a unique website? You know, it's having those things in mind so that you know sort of how to promote it and market it. I think that would be a piece of advice as well. For sure. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to touch a little bit on what you said about, um, you know, not having everything planned. You know, when I started my podcast, for instance, um, you know, I may may have had a list of like ten people to 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 interview, and I had my notes ready for every single episode. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I got to have these people on. And then people just don't, you know, either don't want to do it, or they they're too busy, or whatever. And you know, you put so much work into, you know, the fact that someone is gonna be on the podcast. Um, and yeah, now you know, what, what are we almost two years later, I've got a list of 150 people I want to interview and I've got my top ones and some people don't get back to you. Some people just, yeah, like, like I said, they're not interested and, and I can't, I definitely can't plan out my next 25 interviews. It's just not going to work. So being, being open to change, being open to say, yeah, let's just do it. And, or, you know, maybe, yeah, let's push it out a week because you, you, you've got this thing to do. Um, I think being being flexible on something is is extremely important because you, you just can't plan for every little detail. So absolutely. Yeah, I'd fully agree with that. Yeah. yeah so be, being OK with that, you've got to let some people go, basically. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's touch on the streaming thing. So your 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 vision is that this is going to be a, um, you know, a, a direct sale you know, physical release 
Um, and obviously, because you've been speaking at these kinds of events, I think you said that you, you'd want to touch on that audience and, and sell the CDs and stuff like that. So could mm. you talk a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So what I decided to do, certainly initially, uh, is have it as a direct sell thing. So the album will be available uh, on, a, on a website where people will actually be able to download it. But I'm setting it up that they'll be able to stream it from that website. So it would be like a version of Spotify, but obviously just for that album. Mm. And that, again, was based upon feedback from other people and, and just the way even in the last couple of years, I mean, the, the world has gone even even more towards streaming, obviously, you know, uh, technology moves so quickly. So I think there is a need for people to be able to access the album quickly. But I wanted to direct people towards a certain website because then what I can do, I'm going to be coming out with other products that, that can help them. And I wanted to have their information so that I can then help them in further ways. The, the problem that, you know, the problem with places like Spotify is you don't know which individual has listened to your music mm. exactly. You know, that that's the key problem. Um, and I think that that's often been uh, an issue with the music industry, isn't it? You know, you, you'd go into the shops, you'd buy a CD, but that band wouldn't know who's actually walked into the shop and who's bought their CD. So it was very hard then to promote to that individual. If that band had a gig coming up, they couldn't directly promote to that one individual because they didn't know who that individual was that had gone into the shop and bought that CD. So what I wanted to do was create a system where, you know, if people want to stay connected with me, then, you know, they can stay connected with me. I've got their details and, and I can send more, more stuff to help them their way. For sure. And I think with this project, there's... It's definitely a, a an audience that would be more engaged. We're not talking about the casual music listener. We're talking about someone who's interested in mindset, self improvement, all that that stuff. So there's there's definitely a more um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's it's a high I wouldn't say higher intelligence, but higher consciousness of what the content is about rather sure. than just listening to the music. Um, mm. You know what? What, I know we talked a little bit before the the call about you know some some ideas of how to get it on streaming what what that would look like I mean are there are there things that you can see that are um, a downside to not releasing on the whole album on streaming Yeah, sorry, you ask me, is there a downside? Yeah, well, to what, releasing what, for, it for this particular yeah. project, what do you think the downsides are? Yeah, I mean, the downside is, you know, the major the vast majority of people under a certain age, all they know is streaming. Mm. You know, all they know is how they would call it free music. Right. So that is certainly a limitation. You know, um, you're finding cars now don't have CD players, for example. New cars don't have that. So, you know, the, the old ways of listening to music are going out but of course you do have revivals you know vinyls reasonably big again you know some people like that um, but there are definite disadvantages where certain people just wouldn't necessarily touch the music because it's not on the likes of Spotify, for example. But the good news is, of course, there's nothing to stop me later on yeah. putting it out on Spotify initially. So the other thing I didn't mention was that the people I've got involved in the album will get payment based upon sales. So again, if I've got everyone going to the same address, it's much easier to keep track of that so that I can 
can actually make make the payments you know to them properly for sure so so that is why i wanted to do it but yeah it certainly has lots of disadvantages as well for sure now this is something that just came into my mind um there is a legality about uh rights and being involved in um you know like ASCAP in the US um CSAC in Canada I forget what the uh the governing body is in Britain um but because it's an independent release you don't you at this point you won't have to worry about that so do you have a strategy when it does start getting released on the actual um registered platforms um you know how how are you going to do your split sheets and and that kind of thing do you have any idea yet yeah again i think what i've sort of said to people is again because it is different in different countries as well mm. but um ev- everyone can you know if you're a session musician you can actually obviously claim royalties if and when you know the music is played on radio or or television etc so the key thing i think is um my advice would be for everyone to at least look into, if not join, the relevant companies. So in the UK, it's PRS for Music mm-hmm. and PPL. Um, and it's a case of joining those um, bodies, if you like. Normally, it's, it is a reasonably um, cheap cheap fee. And then if that song actually starts to do something, then you will, yeah, you'll be able to, you know, claim the royalties from that. So people can still do that. You know, people can actually do that. It does depend upon where the song gets played and what countries and and things like that. So all the contributors can still actually do that. And and a lot of times I, I think it would be down to them to actually, actually sort of claim that, join you know, join those bodies and, and claim that. Would I be right in thinking that, Simon? So, well, the, here's, here's the issue with that, is that um, mm. if if you as an individual want to go claim it, like if, in your own country, that's fine. You just go on the website for that, your country. You, you go, yeah. you know, it's different for different countries, but let's say it's every three months. You just put in your information. If you've already joined, chances are it's already going to be automatically paid to you. Like I said, this is not... You'd have to check with your specific country, the legalities. Um, but let's just say that your particular country automatically pays you once every three months. Um, I think the issue becomes if it's in a different country, as an individual, you would have to go to that other country, join and and do the collection yourself. Um, and again, not sponsored by CD Baby, but I just have more experience with CD Baby's system. Uh, someone like CD Baby, or, or maybe it's DistroKid or whoever, if you put your music onto them, they do that work for you because they have the infrastructure in different regions to be able to collect from each different royalty um, you know, association or whatever it is. And that way, you know, it's impossible for a, an individual to go to every locality and collect the money owed. Mm. I've just joined uh, PPL mm. in uh, in the UK, uh, and they you have an option where they can collect worldwide. Okay. And again, there might be a couple of countries. I'm sure there's a few countries that, that wouldn't apply to, sure. but the majority of countries, uh, including uh, the US, well, that's great. Uh, you know, they they would actually claim uh, on your behalf from those countries. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that that is something certainly to look for. That you again, you know, you'd have to look in your your exactly. your individual country, but. 
um, there was an option to just claim from the UK or claim from worldwide. Sure. So, you know, I've, I've chosen the worldwide. Right, one, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it, that's the thing. It's so such a broad topic and it, there's so many intricacies with it. It's difficult it to say in one episode, hey, you know, you're in this country. This is how you have to do it. And it's going to change day mm. to day because things change all the time. So, you know, do your due diligence and really mm. work that out and figure it, you know, Obviously, do your research where you are, you know, how it is in your country and your, your association and, and figure that out. So awesome. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, the important thing would be if you are looking at potentially having a release, which is, is going to go reasonably big, you know, get legal help mm -hmm. really as well. You know, that, that would be the advice there, wouldn't it? For sure. Um, so anything, as far as the album's concerned, was there any other... Um, topics that we didn't touch on that you really want to, uh, you know, say something about that that came up. No, I think I think what I would say is again just just going on to who you involve in the album. I think there's a couple of things there because it could be that you go for people who are very technically proficient as a singer, as a guitarist, as a drummer, etc. But also. You, you certainly want people who are aligned with your vision that you align with as well. So they have similar values. So there's some people on my album that are into personal development and, you know, we've got that alignment. So I think you as a, an artist or, you know, the creator of a project, if you are looking to do something like this, you need to really decide what type of person you are looking to have as part of your team, because it is a, a team effort with a project like this. You know, the, the, the ideal is that you all help each other out. So with a project like this, I was looking for as many wins as possible. A win for me, a win for all the contributors where they get something out of it and a win for the listeners. So I knew in my project that I wasn't going to be attracting high profile producers who are making, you know, millions of dollars already from the top artists. No, you know, I was looking for people who maybe were willing to give up their time to do this as an opportunity for them to get more exposure and to make some money from sales afterwards. So it's trying to find the right person that there's a fit where you, you have mutual benefits. That's what you're looking for. For sure. And I think that's that's true of any business venture, any, you mm. know, even just day-to-day, -day, um, you know, networking you know, it's, it's, yeah. but I, I like, we went, we mentioned Gary V earlier before the podcast, you know, Gary mm. V's thing is always, you know, do stuff for other people just because you're doing stuff for other people, not because you want something in return, you know, because yeah. stuff will come back to you regardless, but you know, always, always give to other people and help other people. And then, you know, just because it's a good thing to do and it's the right thing to do. So absolutely. Yeah. Great advice. Well, cool. Advice. Um, yeah. So regular listeners will know that, um, my last, uh, good chunk of my episodes, I, I kind of round up the interview with the non quick fire question round. I don't think I had this on our way back on episode eight. Um, so the first one is what significant negative experience have you overcome and what did it teach you? My my negative experience is the challenges that I had within my own mindset and the relationship with my wife, because my wife went through a spell of depression. 
I found myself in a place where I, I was unhappy at work and unhappy with who I was, filled with fears, etc. So it was a journey to get myself out of that, my wife out of out of her thing, and us to reconnect right. and you know start working forward on the pathway together. So that that has been the biggest challenge, and and that was a challenge that I didn't necessarily see coming. For sure. So that sometimes happens in life. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, no problem. So the next the next question is, what major positive experience has given you the encouragement to follow this journey? And the journey could be business, it could be music, whatever you want to answer about. Mm. Well, do you know what? I am I'm, I'm, the first thing that came into my mind, actually. And I'm going to do a little shout out. We spoke about Alan before the, this show, Simon. Okay, a little bit of a shout out to Alan because this was a course that he was helping deliver. So I was on a course in Germany and it was a, a, a speaking course. So you're sort of learning to become a speaker. Uh, I was already lecturing and had done lots of talks before, but I was on this course. And I was one of the people that was lucky enough to actually then go and deliver part of this course. And I stood up on stage and there was probably around 300 people in the room and I got a big stand and ovation and you know there was tears coming down my eyes and it was one of those moments where it made me realize that okay I can I can do this I can play a bigger part and I actually said that on stage because I was I was I was being asked questions by the trainer and I actually said, from now on, I am playing big. And I made a commitment in front of him and all those other people on the stage. So that was one of those critical moments where I felt so good. And often if I'm feeling a bit low or I'm feeling a bit lazy, I remember back to that. And I said, right, that was my commitment. And in actual fact, it was either the day after that or a couple of days later, still part of the course, there was a lady just stopped me. We were about to go back into the course uh, from a break. And the lady stopped me and she said, oh, James, I'm so glad I found you. Mm. She said, when you were on stage, it, it really resonated with me. It really touched me. You know, can, can I have a photo taken with you? And I was just, you know, absolutely taken aback. But thinking through that, I thought, OK, so me doing that little bit on stage, I've somehow influence someone's life positively but her then saying that to me she's then reinforced that to me she has influenced me positively as well so overall that experience was something that's very positive in my life and has helped me along my journey and has helped um, keep me motivated fantastic all right well great thank you for sharing that um the final question is what does music mean to you Music, okay, I'm, I'm just going to slightly deviate. My brand, my, my company, if you like, is called Inner Anthem. And I came up with that name and, and the anthem, you know, an anthem is something that we, we sing out that gives us power. It means something. And the inner bit was about having something within us that we want to share. So my definition of that was our um, soul's unique expression. And that's what I think music is, is an expression of you uniquely. No one else does it exactly the same as you, be it singing, be it songwriting, whatever it is. So I think it's your unique expression uh, into the world. Fantastic. Thank you. 
All right. So rounding off, uh, where can people find you? Find, um, find out about the uh, the the project and and get in touch with you. Yeah. So best place probably is the main website. So innerantham.com. That's innerantham.com. And on social media, again, either Inner Anthem or James Dand, uh, so D-A-N-D. And I'm always looking to, uh, yeah, connect with, with like-minded people. So um, search me out. Fantastic. And I'll I'll link all that in the show notes. And currently you don't have a, a specific place for the album because we're still pre-release. Um, so when, hopefully by the time this gets released, it'll all be taken care of and we'll have that all in the show notes and We'll link it up in social media so everyone can go check it out. Um, and at the end of the uh, the episode, um, I do like to play a, um, a a track. So we're gonna, you know, kind of an exclusive because it won't be available, you know, completely either yet or it, it it's gonna be some time before it's wildly available, w- widely available. Um, and what what track are we gonna hear? We're going to hear a track called Hero's Journey that's um, a very good guitarist. Who is that? He's currently interviewing me. <laughs> as actually <laughs> an you, amazing you guitarist has actually um, contributed to. Um, yeah, so the song's called Hero's Journey. It is basically about, you know, the fact of, if you, if you think of any film, the film goes through the hero's journey. You know, you've got the, the normal person living their normal life. Some tragic thing happens to them. They're, they're forced, you know, to overcome challenges and hopefully come out the hero at the end. And, and you know, that is off, often a process of life that we all have to go through. So that's what the song's about. And if I just very quickly say as well, th- this was something, this is what working with other people can do because I had an idea of a guitar riff, but working with Simon, he actually modified that, improved it and, and made it sound really awesome. And so, um, yeah, that, that's why I, you know, chose to work with other people who are, are great at uh, what they do. Oh, really appreciate the kind words. And yeah, it was a great fun to uh, contribute to it. So, yeah, hope everyone gets a kick out of uh, out of the song and get something, you know, more than just enjoyment out of it. Um, you know, hopefully it inspires you to 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 do something more, um, you know, so. So great. Um. So any any closing closing comments or anything else you want to talk to people about? I'm I'm just going to say with with the theme of the album, I'm just going to say you know if you've got a dream, just go out there and and take steps towards it because there's too many people that die with their music left inside them. You know if you think of all the unwritten songs that are, are there in the graveyards, you know, so just go out there and, and start to make something happen. That's, that's what, uh, that's what I'd say. Fantastic. Well, been, been a really great talk again. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time and, uh, you know, good luck with the album. Thanks so much, Simon. Thank you. Thanks as always for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, then I'd be extremely grateful if you would, I have added a page on musiconyourownterms.com to allow you to do just that. On that page, I have added some eBay affiliate links to equipment I use on the podcast. If you buy anything from eBay with these links, then I earn a commission which really helps me continue to provide this great content to you, the listener. Stay up to date with the podcast and find out who I'll be interviewing in upcoming episodes before they air by signing up for the mailing list at musiconyourownterms.com. On the site, you'll also find show notes for every episode, 
some pretty cool videos to check out from various guests, and also links to their music and social media if you want to find out more. While you're there, don't forget to take a peek at the store and pick up something for your grandma. Don't forget to grab your free copy of A Musician's Guide to Collaborative Projects by clicking the link in the show notes, entering your email, and downloading today. Keep pushing the needle and be excellent to each other. This is Hero's Journey, written by James and featuring myself on guitar. I hope you enjoy it. Face the test. 